0: Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com rss feed urls may change for some of you if that happens you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade so keep those coming in the future and again the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks
1: This
2: is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right,
1: your freedom. This is Vince Russo's the brand.
2: Why is it? Why is it all right for you to be wearing a tank top on the show? Every time I wear a tank top on the show, you got an
1: issue. You have a lot of tattoos. I mean, I mean, let's let's face it. You look like a human coloring book.
2: You oh. don't have any tattoos. Bro? Not, not, no, no, No. Why is that
1: <clears throat> um, I haven't found any one thing that I want to put on me that I'm going to keep for the rest of my life and and I let's face it, I'm sixty, so it's not like you know
2: what about a long down down the, that down one of your arms the whole length of your arm? What okay. about a long
1: fluorescent
2: bulb? Pl-
1: <laughs> what about long- that? Well, I mean, and that could represent a lot of the passions that I have in my life, you know. I mean, um, uh, or, you know, I could put a fluorescent bulb down this arm. Right. Then- Put a weed whacker on this one. <laughs> Yeah, nice, bro. Yeah. You got the
2: space for it. I firm.
1: put a table on my chest. You know? Yes.
2: Well, yeah. as you could see, uh, Jeff is is causing problems early because there's already a video I'm supposed to rack up out.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are you ready, Al? Oh, God, I am so Because
2: now th- this is what everybody looks forward to every week, oh, Al really? looking at these videos, bro. Oh, I love these videos.
0: Well, actually, Al's causing the trouble because these first three were sent by Al. Oh, they oh, really?
2: <laughs> Wait, yeah. I've I've not seen any of these. Is this guy?
1: It, are those fluorescent oh, bulbs? That yeah. is. Those are fluorescent light tubes taped together. Here is an example of. It's called. I, I think Jeff, tell me if I'm not wrong. This is called liability
0: is what it's called. Yes. Bro, you got-
1: I'm Wait a sorry. minute. <laughs> I'll back it up. Back I was just going to tell Al out.
2: You got to get like you got to get a a fluorescent light bulb. Yeah. with collar and elbow printed oh. on it. and start selling those in your store, bro. Right.
1: What are you nuts? Too, yeah, I got to get like a long sleeve shirt and get just fluorescent light tubes down each arm. Yeah. <laughs> For- All right, let's let let's let's watch this. Again. Here he goes. Here he goes. Where's the guy? Oh my God! Where's he what, going? What, what, Where is is and here's the best part, okay? God, oh here's man. the best part. Here, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I want you to watch how close this guy is to the audience. He goes into the audience. There's no rails. There's no barriers. There's no nothing. The audience is literally two feet from the ring. This other guy dives into him with light tubes. The shrapnel goes everywhere. Right? And look at the person that they land on. He jumps over. Oh, I almost got my eyes put out.
2: Oh. go ahead, Jeff. Play the whole thing through from the beginning again. Let's let's soak this in, bro. <laughs> Bro you, know, you you know you know what the wait a minute bro you know what the you know what the most disturbing thing about this is bro we usually see our guys weigh, weighing about a buck 40 a buck 50 yeah. doing this because that's what they have to do to get over this freaking guy looks like King Kong. Why is he doing this?
1: This guy's clearly physically adept. He's, you know, has the ability and he he looks like physically looks like a wrestler. Both of them do, you know. Yeah. What I mean? And yet they re- they rely on this, yeah.
0: <laughs> Is more Jeff? Yeah, look, they just said screw it. They brought two bot. There's two boxes in there. Like <laughs> boxes. <laughs> Literally, just go to
1: Home Depot and go down the lighting aisle, and they go, "We'll take whatever you've got." <laughs> Wait a minute, Jeff. That's a body. Somebody thinks these guys are like general contractors or something. You know, are you building Building like you know apartments or something? Because anybody that would normally buy that many light tubes is apparently Bro. You know, my, my building a. Are you building a hospital? I mean, some kind of federal facility
2: Al. you know what that reminds me of i swear to god that's what that reminds you of al you you know bro when you need your um when you need like your air conditioning unit outside it bro they tra- it, it's 800 bucks right oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so Al, i go online i'm like screw this i'm gonna <laughs> figure out how to do it myself right so bro i need this one little part that's 50 bucks that's yeah. all i need but here's the gimmick out yeah when you try to go to buy the part, they won't sell it to you unless you're a general contractor. So me, like an idiot, I'm waiting outside the place, and every general contractor—that's what that—that's what this is, bro. Could you imagine? We, not, we listen. No hey, longer are we gonna buddy. sell boxes of fluorescent. El- yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, hey buddy. <laughs>
0: you're, like, you're, you're like, like the kid waiting uh, outside the gas station uh, for someone to buy him beer
1: yeah exactly <laughs> like you know hey uh you think you could buy me like three boxes of- <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right five, so-, so three boxes of- <laughs> <laughs> um i'm having a wrestling show what do light tubes have to do with wrestling uh, you know it's, it's- yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so <laughs> jeff now we got a box
0: out there two yeah. of them, actually. Two there's two them. boxes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, cool. There
1: have been numerous matches where they literally had uh, boxes of light tubes in the ring, and they just pull them out, <laughs> and they just pop, pop. And then the other guy goes and gets two and goes, pop, pop. pop, pop. And then yeah. the other guy goes and gets two and pop, pop. And they just go back and forth. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. And again, okay, look, I know what people are going to say. Ah, you know, ah, you know, you, you just don't get it. You know, you don't understand, you know, you, you just, you know, the business passed you by. Well, you're absolutely 100% correct. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I get it. I, I, you're right. But this one, I, I purposely sent this particular video to show the potential liability because I, I want people to understand because you were there that time uh, at Impact. Vince, when uh, a kid had their face against the rail, and some one of the wrestlers threw another wrestler into the rail, yes. Oh God, yes. Yep. I want you to. I want people that are listening to this to understand the reason that I am bringing this up. Okay, when those light tubes explode, one there's a poisonous gas in them that you know. It, it comes out. Two, the glass, of course, shatters on the light tubes and sprays in different directions that you can't control. If that happens in this litigious society, and for those of you that don't understand, it means litigious, it means that, you know, they can sue you, all right? In that particular situation, all right, where wrestler A in the ring dove out of the ring with light tubes on their forehead which that's what he legitimately did in a suicida or suicide dive into the other guy that put the other guy into the laps of the fans, right? Then the light tubes exploded and went into the fans. If that had Brooke hit one of those fans in the eye let's say now that fan is going to sue. Okay? Because this is how it works. Like, if you go to a mall and you slip and fall in the food court, you hire an attorney. Your attorney is not going to just sue the mall. Your attorney is going to sue the mall. It's going to sue the restaurant that you slipped in front of and then it's going to sue every single one of the restaurants that are in that food court. Hoping that A lot of them are just going to settle and pay him off your wrestling show. Your wrestlers, the two, you're not even involved. You're not a wrestler in that match, right? You're just on the show. Well, they do that. One of those fans gets hurt and now they don't just sue the guy who fell into them in the audience. They sue the guy who dove out with the light bulbs. They also sue the referee. They also sue every single person on the show. Now they also sue the building. They also sue the uh, person who rented the ring to them. They sue everyone to get a payoff.
2: Wait a second. Are you are you saying uh, are, now? Is this under the guise of uh, Raka Khan is in the uh, no. wrestling? Okay, so she's this is not a
1: Raka Khan thing. This is a legitimate lawsuit. I mean, they will. Oh
2: yeah, they sue everybody. A good lawyer is going to sue everybody involved. Sue everybody involved.
1: involved. Yeah, everyone involved, and and anyone that has any kind of involvement in this is going to get sued. And yeah. So you what you're doing again, risk. Versus reward, right. Right? you're putting at risk not just you and your financial stability and you know your family's financial stability. You're putting at risk every single person who's involved with this wrestling show to any degrees uh, financial st- stability for their family. I mean that's what you're putting at risk to get a holy shit chant for diving out of the ring with and you know that was why I sent that video was because. Of the amount of liability risk yeah. that was involved in that, I mean, the guy literally landed on the laps of people in the audience. You know, granted, one guy jumped up and was like, "Oh, you know,
2: holy shit!" He's but there like- was more to that video, right, Jeff?
0: Yeah, we're. Um,
2: yeah, they were sitting down. We left the way they were yeah. sitting down. He sits down or something. No, right, here we go. Pull back. Pull back. Okay. Oh, not on the light bulbs. On the yeah. chair. Okay. I bet right, look, look at the backs of bleeding, bro. Not not to mention uh, uh, what you're call it. Look uh, at his back. Oops. Yeah.
1: That was the end. But Yeah. No, uh, let's let's uh, not worry about like here in uh, Louisville several years ago. Couldn't have timed this matter. Uh, I buy the company, OVW, right? Because, you know, no one discerns uh, wrestling other than WWE as far as a brand name, right? So uh, by the company, Cross the river, uh, the guy, one of the guys that I talked about that literally, you know, shot the other guy, uh, ran a, his son ran a panes of Glass death match show. Now I'll repeat that. Yeah, so you heard it right. Pains of Glass. So in the main event, uh, it's you know panes of glass that have they got to bump your opponent through.
2: Oh, you got to make it clear again because I, I once had the Dudleys put somebody through a glass table. You got to make it clear that this is not candy glass. This no, is, it's
1: not candy this glass. Is no, this is glass. legit actual okay. glass. Actual glass. Okay. Okay. You know, because why would we want to spend the money right. to buy candy glass that? Right. Just, Chatter safely that you use in movies and TV shows, things like that, you know, beer bottles made of candy glass that you can break over somebody's head. And, you know, and granted it's not 100% safe, but it's at least 99% safe. Right. Right. You know what I mean? These are actual sheets of glass. Okay. Awesome. And, uh, the, uh, Kid goes through the panes of glass, gets like a 26 inch cut up at his back. His dad takes him to the hospital, right? Yeah. Uh, Stitch him up. Yeah, you and, t- I think you told us this, this yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I've got a news story where, you know, uh, you know, the, the health department issues a mm-hmm. warning that anyone who attended the show. So now imagine, right? These guys have blood all That's over it. their backs, right? From the you know, the light tubes and all of that stuff. And, you know, the potential for any kind of bloodborne diseases goes. Oh, God. Well. Hep- and hepatitis,
2: <laughs> bro, forget about it, man.
1: Right out in the crowd. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Man. Right out in the crowd.
2: So. You know what it reminds me of, Al? It reminds me of this fun time at TNA. Jeff, you're gonna love this. This is <laughs> this was one of my all-time favorite things. Actually, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we attempted Jeff to do the right thing. Okay. Ooh. So we're at Universal Studios, and we've got a I, I don't remember what the storyline was or what the gimmick was, but the you know, we wanted to set abyss on fire. Okay, bro? I saw- I mean, really. and you, you remember this? you remember
1: this, Al? Yeah, I, well, I don't. Th- I don't think I was there for yeah, this. Yes, this is my favorite thing. So I Jeff voted kind of against this, but
2: during the day, we clear out Universal. You know, we clear out. You know, nobody's in there during the day. We bring the fire marshals in. Okay, Jeff, we're trying to do this the right way. So, you know, bro, when, when you said well, somebody. Well, on
1: the first mistake, you cleared everybody out. I mean, what's the point?
2: Yeah, what's the point of <laughs> yeah,
1: if mean, We've seen videos where yeah, people are clearly a foot away from somebody setting his own
2: face on fire i mean so so jeff and, and bro you got to know abyss to really appreciate this so jeff jeff listen when when you set somebody on fire you got to wear the the flame retardant clothing you got to put this shit all over your body uh, you and don't. you and you got to be put out in a certain amount of time
1: no you don't not on the independence you don't No. Yeah, right, right. so jeff like yeah. that guy that sent his pants legs on fire, you know, and then the referee sent him on fire and he threw him. Yeah. You know, so the
2: impact was put him out. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, Jeff, Abyss, had, Abyss, Abyss was one of those guys like Mick Foley that had like a death wish. Okay, bro. So the fire marshals are there, Jeff. We set Abyss
1: Again, on. Again, another mistake. You have safety protocols. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so yeah. let it let them hit where they land. We se- we set
2: abyss on fire, so <laughs> abyss is ablaze. Okay, bro. So now it looks, it, even though now it looks, you know, spectacular. Okay, but now we know we're at the point that we have to put abyss out. A- abyss don't want to go out, bro, because he wants to make sure they let him do this on TV, right? So now, bro, he's walking around the <laughs> ring in a blaze. People following him with t- with, with towels and fire
1: extinguishers, right? fire extinguishers. on the independents, they just use water bottles.
2: Yeah, bro, he won't let us put him out. Now we know it's starting to burn this freaking lunatic because he won't let. Him. Finally, bro, he's tackled. We put him out, bro. He gets up. Looks at the fire marshal. What does the fire marshal say, Jeff? What? Nah, we ain't we ain't doing that, bro. <laughs> you had to see. I thought I thought the dude was gonna freaking cry, bro. And uh, now nah, we're not we we're not doing that tonight, guys. <laughs> That's what the fire marshal said, bro. And I don't think Dixie knew enough how uh, to grease the palms of the fire marshal. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Oh my God! All right, do we have more the problem? Take a lesson from all of these videos. Yeah, do you think there was a fire marshal earlier in the afternoon there. Oh my! No.
0: Please we don't bro. even have
1: a fire extinguisher,
2: let alone a fire marshal. Oh my God! Okay, so there's more, Jeff.
0: Yeah, this one
2: also sent in by Al. Yeah, I think Al sends these in because hold on,
1: Jeff. Pause this. No, for no, a no! Second. Wait, wait, wait! Till you see this? I think Here, I- here's why I sent this one in. Okay.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Are you sending these in, Al? Because you're bitter. No. Yeah. <laughs> are, you su- so are you sure, Al? I, yeah, think
1: I, you're, so, I think you're bitter, bro. I am. I am so bitter. I, <laughs> I, I I gotta tell you, man. I just sit and I go, man. No, I could have done that better. I. Right, so I, you're gonna you're gonna um, set this up for us, Al. I sent this in because when I see this, it's so. <laughs> i want you to do okay i want you to watch the large guy in the jeans all right uh, in the apparently when we
2: say lo- when we say large do we mean fat he is pretty rotund yeah okay all right i just want to clear i just want to <laughs> clarify that he's
1: very rubenesque okay, uh, okay. right. uh robust uh okay. stocky uh, yeah Husky.
2: No, no he's, not, he's beyond stocky, Al. I think, I think we got to rule stocky out. He's beyond stocky. Husky? Husky? Beyond husky. No, he's beyond sure, husky. husky. Yeah. Obese? Uh, obese? Uh, that's considered a hate term now. Oh, okay, yeah, we can't say oh. obese then. Edit that out, Jeff. We can't say obese. I right, Go ahead, Al. Why are we uh, big, watching this?
1: Very big-boned, Al. Yeah,
2: good. why are we watching this slightly overweight big bone man?
1: Because so, he's not unhealthy in any way. Uh, um, uh, because I want you to watch the length of time it takes for this act to happen, and then he walks around <laughs> like he's surprised. <laughs> <that question>. like, <laughs> like you can't see it coming, you know. What I mean? like, like he didn't know. You didn't know. It happened. Happened, and he turns around with this look on his face, like.
2: What? Where did <laughs> that come from? Oh, my. I mean? So yeah, let's watch it, Jeff. Let's watch it.
1: What we Here we go. Oh, we wait.
2: Go. Hold What? Wait. Oh, my. What's that? Is, that a, is that a fork in his head? Yes, that's a fork. The dude's got head. a fork on his head. And he, don't, he don't know how he got there? <laughs> He's got a
1: salad fork on his head. And he don't know how he got there. He how, how's it? Why around, is like, a fork? Oh, my God. Where did that come from? How, why I is there imagine. a fork in my head? yeah and the other guy just walks away like
2: um hey, what's what's really good what, what what what's really healthy about this now I mean we gotta point out the positives just pause it for a second Jeff oh, yeah. we gotta we gotta point what out is, the positive the uh, they they're mixing each other's blood
1: bro like so well,
2: so both well. bleeding bro. yeah let's let's yeah. point
1: out the positive bro yeah 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 you know we, i'm sure uh blood tests were done prior to India. now.
2: Al, uh, can I ask you a, uh, you know, just a uh, a question, hypothetical, (laughs) hypothetical, say out, say (laughs) out you tomorrow, tonight, you have a fight uh, with your lovely wife. Yeah. You wake up in the morning. I got a salad for you. And there is, there is, there, there is a food utensil uh, sticking out of your head.
1: Yeah, no matter what it is, spoon. Right.
2: Would the would I one would think that I'm the first gonna
1: walk in a circle like this? No, no one, no, no, one no, would. Yes. <laughs> or... One would think that
2: the first thing you do is remove the utensil from your head, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: But not not in this case. No, I no, go ahead, Jeff. Clearly,
1: clearly, he doesn't eat salad, so he doesn't <laughs> need to remove the salad fork okay. from his head.
2: You know okay. what I mean.
0: Like, go ahead, Jeff.
2: This is the same. Well, hold on. This is the same show, by the way, Jeff, because of the ropes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now this other guy, he's got another
2: fork. Oh, come on, Jeff. Oh, oh, come
1: on. And he sticks it in his own head. (laughs) Now, let me ask you something, okay? Based on. (laughs) I'm going to try to. uh, Based on the psychology of hey, I'm gonna stick a salad fork in this guy's head to beat him. You know what? To show him he ain't that tough, while he's walking around surprised he has a salad fork in his head because he didn't know where it came from. Because like Ishka Bibble. There's a there. You know what but I mean? Now, I know Ishka Bibble, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it like it just appeared in his forehead. And he's like, like oh. "Amberkahokus, how did <laughs> and the other guy goes?" Hey, to uh, show that there's no hard feelings, I'll stick one in my own head too. How about that? So that mm-hmm. would kind
2: of be like Roadrunner dropping the anvil on his head after he dropped it on Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> it, it, it's. Just your brilliance. Wait a minute. There's more, Jeff.
0: Yeah, oh, there's, there's three. There's three more. Oh, this one.
2: This and one this is, is in fantastic. one week.
0: And this is in one week. Yeah, this I is, laughed is, my ass off at this one. I, I died. Ba- Listen,
1: fantastic. This reminds me. Okay, I was at an independent show, right? And this kid comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, uh, can you watch my match?" And I'm like door and he's like you know i go and he goes can you tell me what you think and i go really like you really want me to do that because I'm, I'm gonna be honest he goes, oh yeah i get good heat i get really good heat i go you do he goes yeah i will i, will, I would agree because you're already getting heat with me he goes, <laughs> doesn't get it right he goes you know uh, i i, I want to go out and I'll, I'll show you what i can do i go okay he walks through the curtain the, the crowd as it as he walks through the curtain, he immediately erupts, starts screaming, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" Right? And he just starts yelling, "Shut up!" The crowd sat there and looked completely befuddled. They were like, "Did you say anything?" And they they get are so confused because he's screaming at the top of his lungs, "Shut up! Shut up!" Right? And, and as he's walking to the ring, the crowd, as if they're under threat of gunfire, if they make an alliance, not saying a word, right? And he just keeps screaming, shut up, shut up, <laughs> at the top of his lungs, like he has Tourette's or something. Like he snapped and he just, shut up, he's shut up, got a dick. And and the crowd at some point starts like looking at each other like, did you, I, I didn't. I didn't say it. Did you say it? No. I, didn't. <laughs> I just kept yelling, "Shut up!" at us. <laughs> right? I'm watching this. He gets in the ring. He's walking around the ring. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! And then finally, some people are saying, "Hey, go screw yourself." We haven't said anything. Like they're getting frustrated <laughs> because he just keeps doing it. And they, he thought by doing this, that's a it was really Real good. Really, so this is a good example of. This video is a prime example of a guy on the independence who thinks he knows what heat is. And let me tell you something. This is heat. But this is, hey, uh, we're not bringing our kids to this ever again. <laughs> That's what this is, this is, this is great. terrible. This is horrible. <laughs> I'm surprised this guy did not. And, you know, I'm not for cancel culture because I literally got canceled before cancel culture was a thing. So uh, which is complete BS. But this guy... <laughs> he kind of, he really kind of deserves to be canceled for this.
0: So, yeah. So, if you're listening on the audio, uh, th- this is not a glass tube one. This is no. a uh, somebody in a motorized wheelchair is ringside.
1: There's a fan. There's a fan. Let's- oh he's not. He's not tipping that. <laughs> he's not. He's not tipping a wheelchair Yeah, he's a plant. Okay, and that's not because he's in a motorized wheelchair. I just want to point that out. He's a plant, meaning he was put there by the wrestling company. Right. Man in a motorized wheelchair and the heel comes out to garner heat. Heat, he thinks is anger or, or, you know, virulence or uh, that's what he thinks. And as a result, what he's trying to do is to try to garner that anger. And uh, uh, he takes a very, does a very distasteful thing He um, proceeds to take the plant, again, that's a person put there, not because he's in the motorized wheelchair, and takes him out of the motorized wheelchair, puts him on the floor, and then sits in the motorized wheelchair, and then proceeds to ride the motorized wheelchair (laughs) around the rink while the plant is laying on the floor.
2: Now, wouldn't the, wouldn't the real heat have been him running, <laughs> running the dude over with that wheel I mean, That's where I thought we were going with this, bro. No, he that's took that.
1: a handicapped person out of his motorized wheel. Yeah, wheels. but <laughs> why didn't he run him over with it? Well, I guess if you want to go even further as far as <laughs> realm
0: of Oh, my God.
1: Tremendous.
0: What's next, Chuck? All right, this one was sent in by Mark Canales. Watch the uh, the corner in the top left corner, top left. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> so if if uh, you're on the audio, oh audience, oh. These guys are banging their naked butts together. um, For what (laughs) reason, I don't know. This this has to be called some kind
2: of a move, or there has to be some reason for this. And Al's going to explain us to this, because Al teaches, you know, at the uh, OPW (laughs) Academy, the only accredited school. Now, why would you teach this move to your students, Al? Can you explain it to us? No, wait. Jeff, am I
1: (laughs) – Why would you teach this move? What's the Wait, point I, of it? I want to get I want to get all the dynamics.
2: Okay, of, go ahead. <laughs>
1: of the move, the guy on the rope, not on the top, but in in the corner. Is he upside down? He's yes. upside
0: down, and his pants are down. Uh,
1: okay, and then the other guy is on the top rope with his tights down as well, right? Yes, and they are slamming. Boom! There it is. Together. That's that. I guess would be what you would call a Hershey kiss. Uh (laughs) You have two chocolate starfish hitting together. Now, Uh, Al, you know what would really
2: piss you off after this? If the guy on the bottom uh, actually got covered, kicked out, and then continued the match, that
1: that would that would really drive you nuts, bro. Let me tell you something. I haven't seen this match. I'm I'm shocked I'm watching it now but uh that would not surprise me at all I guarantee I guarantee after the uh Hershey Kiss colli- collision uh the chocolate starfish crash um yeah I'm sure that happened I I'm sure that match continued because there's a guy standing over here uh watching this uh who is appalled and i don't know and i can't even imagine how do you even get in this
0: that's what i was
1: asking jeff did somebody
0: send this in yeah i don't know if i said mark Canales sent this in uh i would love to see the
2: build to this like how do we get in this this situation man
0: well i think what happened was i'm I'm pretty sure anyway see they probably asked the referee to light their assholes on fire and the referee said no i'm not going to do it so they said all right well let's Rub them together like two sticks. Maybe then, then <laughs> the it that that way.
2: A, that's that's a possibility, Jeff. That's.
0: A, <laughs> I, now, uh, this is not taught at the
2: only accredited sure. school in the country. This is not taught. Who?
1: Yes. God. Okay. We work. We do all the work. Okay. We do apron work. We do electric wheelchair work. We do chocolate starfish kissing work. I mean, <laughs> we do it all. Oh my God. All right. You don't Jeff. get accreditation at yeah. grade school if you're oh. going to miss, you know what I mean? Key points in the art of professional wrestling. I mean, oh. that that was art.
0: That was, that was Jeff, art. Except it cannot be anymore. That's it. There's one more. This one, one was sent art. in by uh, Ennis Engen. And apologies if I pronounced that incorrectly. Uh, if you can't tell, this one wrestler is laying on a uh, sheet oh, of glass. More, more. Uh, a sheet of glass. sheet of glass. glass. Oh my god, bro! Oh,
2: play that again. Camera uh, person didn't even flinch. Look, look look at look at the glass go out. Look, look you could see it. Look, yeah,
1: out. It gets shattered and shot towards the camera, and the camera yeah. clearly clearly quite a distance away. I mean, that's.
0: I mean, that does, I'm not an expert, but that doesn't look like candy glass. I mean, that looks it's like not, real shattered no. glass.
1: It's real glass. It's real glass. Oops. Oh my god. And
0: again, okay, it
1: look, each to their own. Okay, it, not my circus, not my monkeys. You know, and there are yeah. uh, there are fans of this. Clearly, there are uh, there is a
0: bit of an audience. It's a niche, very very niche audience, and hey whatever you enjoy you know like again
1: we've had the conversation about movies and horror films and etc i 100% i get it all right but understand again like the you doing this it does directly adversely affect the entire wrestling business and i cannot emphasize enough how it adversely affects the rest of the wrestling business you know you you know everyone that's out there that's listening there, there are I'm sure there are independent wrestlers who you know watch or listen to this podcast and you know you guys are you know you know it's you know you know I'm not I'm just explaining to you like the one dream you have right well now the one dream you have is to be in wWE or and you're going to go well. Moxley did this, and you know, and uh, Seth Rollins, and they got to the WWE. You're right. You're correct. They did. You know, but that's that's a one in a million shot of of getting there and and having that opportunity. You should be aspiring not just to get to WWE. You should be aspiring to want to be able to do what you love to do for a living whether it be in WWE or, or on your own, wherever you're at, you know, and, and the only only thing that WWE offers you is a platform to allow you to make yourself into that much more of a brand and that much more of a star that raises your value and, you know, allows you to have even more opportunities to make a living being a professional wrestler.
0: And that was ultimately what we're portraying is being a professional
1: combat wrestler fighter in a competitive situation these things these panes of glass these you know and you're gonna you and I know you're gonna well they do ladder matches and all that I understand but you know there is some kind of logic that's put behind the use of say a ladder or a pole match or you know weapons matches and because the whole idea behind stipulation matches is to even the playing field. So for instance, let's say there's a a babyface and a heel, and a baby face and heel are wrestling, and the babyface clearly out is is going to win. You can see they're a better wrestler. It's no different than watching a race on a running track and one guy clearly is going to outrun the other runner throughout the whole race not not just towards the end we throughout the whole race you can clearly see that you know no matter how much effort and attempt the heel wrestler makes the babyface wrestler just clearly is a better wrestler and to prevent losing the match the heel wrestler finally out of desperation throws the babyface wrestler over the top rope and gets intentionally gets disqualified. He'd rather get disqualified than lose. Right. Mm-hmm. So meat is on the fact that you saw why the heel wrestler did it. Not he just did it. He had a reason to do it. And you know, mm-hmm. it's evident, right? Here's how you create an angle. Now you, you want to see your babyface wrestler beat the heel wrestler. Cause you know, we can do it. And the only reason that he didn't was because the heel wrestler took it away at the last second. You didn't get that satisfaction. Now we book a rematch, right? In the rematch, you know, we want to even the playing field. So what we do is we make a stipulation. The stipulation is it's now a no disqualification match. Now, you're going to show back up as an audience because you know what you didn't get the last time. Now the heel can't prevent you from getting again because it's no disqualification. Mm -hmm. We're going to see the guy that we identify with, that we live vicariously through. We're going to see him beat the guy that we knew he could have beat the last time because now the guy who got himself disqualified and prevented that can't do it. That's the stipulation. That's to even the playing field, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the two wrestlers wrestle, and again, we can see the babyface is clearly the better wrestler. The heel wrestler gets more offense this time. He he actually puts the babyface in a little bit of jeopardy, you know what I mean? But the babyface just turns that jeopardy around and starts working over the heel, and it looks like he's about to win again, and this time the heel pulls out a set of brass knuckles and punches him right in the face in front of the referee. Why does he do that? Well, because it's no disqualification. Well, now he's used the stipulation to his advantage and again, we made you, the audience, believe that rightfully the babyface should have won if things had been fair, but the heel made things unfair again. And he knocked out the baby face, he knocked you out, the audience. And he, again, took away that, that satisfaction of winning, right? Yeah. Now what do we do? Well, we create a stipulation for a rematch. And that is, it's a brass knuckles match, meaning both opponents' fists are going to be taped, okay? Meaning they can be, now the hands can be used as weapons, all right? And now, again, Heel has more offense, but Babyface again looks like he's about to win. Now the Heel's buddy runs in the ring and attacks the Babyface just when it looked like he was about to win, taking away again that satisfaction of that win, that achievement, and it's all because of now the friend. Well, now we create a stipulation and we're going to create a tag match. We're going to create a tag match because now we're going to even the sides and the babyface is going to get a partner and we're going to finally get an opportunity, you know, to see who the better man is. You know what I mean? Uh, And you can just keep building this heat, this want, this need, this desire and adding stipulations all the way up until you get to a point where finally you allow the babyface to give the audience what they always knew he could have. And that's that win, that justice, the ability to prove he was ultimately the better man. And that <clears throat> when you do these death matches or any stipulation match without that kind of justification, without that build, there is no real heat to these things. That's why they're, I consider them to just be stunt wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. They're done for a momentary reaction. All right? That because it's not born out of a need, a necessity, a want, a desire uh, to see these things happen, that they're done for done sake, mm. then as a result, you've got to constantly raise the bar. And and if you watch the videos we, we watch, they go from weed
0: whackers, panes of glass, to The the level of
1: increased danger for not just the competitors, but for the audience itself that's watching, that's winning, Mm -hmm. grows exponentially every Mm -hmm. time. And, again, you're appealing to a very, very niche audience in this endeavor. But what you're doing is because – the average person, okay, doesn't differentiate between oh, it's uh, GCW and uh, NWA and OVW. They don't.
2: It's wrestling. They, don't,
1: they only know WWE. Yeah, that's all they know. Okay, they don't even know. Quite honestly, let's be let's be completely frank. They don't even know AEW. They know WWE, and if it ain't WWE, it's just wrestling mm-hmm. period all right and you as a performer are oh i just that's all i ever want to do oh it's all i live it breathe it full you're just lying to yourself because you're now willingly taking part in something that is going to make it exponentially that much more difficult for you to grow the business and then therefore be able to make a living from it yeah so, yeah, yeah you you may be successful
0: yeah.
1: you have found your your niche you know you're gonna get a run you know and it's gonna you know you're gonna have a moment great right? you're gonna get attention ultimately though you're making it exponentially difficult for yourself and others to truly have a real sustainable career yeah by doing this kind of wrestling yeah. You know, and that's the difference between, well, they have ladder matches and they have ladders, tables, and chairs matches. And, you know, they have death matches. You know, we have a drive, a necessity, story wise, heat wise, to create these stipulations to ultimately reward the audience with what they were made to want. You're just doing it this is a show, you don't have any TV, you don't have any prior ones that exist in that particular area, let's say, you don't, you know, and in, it's just, hey, it's a death match show, come and watch idiots set themselves on fire, throw themselves through panes of glass, you know, it's it's a carnival
2: act as well. Al, I mean. Al, you want to know something that's funny about that, I swear to God, uh, because again, Al, as much as, you know... <laughs> Believe it or not, when I wrote television, I abided by those rules because let me tell you something that happened. It, it, this this goes off of what Al said. I was just watching it on Attitude Era, bro. It's Attitude Era. Okay, Attitude Era. Yeah, I'm just the magazine editor. That's it, right? So, bro, we we had a Sable and a Sunny swimsuit edition that broke records. You know, right. as as a, as a shoot. Yeah, yeah. So the gimmick is. I'm presenting Sable with an award for breaking the record, all time sales, this, that, and the other thing. Right. And Sable is wearing an evening gown like the Academy Awards who accept this award. Right. Right. So I presented the award. Here comes Luna. Okay. Breaks the award over her head and rips her evening gown off. You know, Me, I take my jacket off. I'm trying to cover Sable up. The fans are booing me out of the building, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? So Luna did not like the fact that I was covering Sable up after she stripped the evening out because she wanted to embarrass Sable, right? So the next show, Luna comes out and, and challenges Sable to an evening gown match and basically says it, it, it's the female version of the tuxedo match. That was way before Vince Russo was ever involved. Yeah, in. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so she, Luna says, you know, challenges to a, uh, uh, challenges her to an evening gown match. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, Luna is trying to paint the illusion that, Perhaps Sable doesn't wear, you know, underwear. Perhaps she doesn't wear. Perhaps you will see me strip, you know, Sable naked. That's the illusion she's trying to, right. to paint to the fan, right? So basically, I got the idea off of uh, the the uh, the tuxedo match, but I also wrote it in a way that made sense because Luna had ripped an evening gown off of, so bro. As they're promoting the match, J.R. is saying, because, again, bro, we know who we want to sell it to. By God, somebody's going to get stripped down to their bra and panties. Right. Thus, an evening gown match that made sense turned into them booking dozens of bra and panty matches and i'm like no bro you don't understand there was a reason for the match it wasn't to put girls out there in their bra and panties there was a reason for it
1: yeah right and the heat was on the justice that sable would get by now stripping an evening gown off of luna for luna doing it to her in public
0: Exactly, yeah.
2: exactly. Yeah. And, Lu- and Luna was, you know, th- this time there's going to be nobody in there to protect you. I'm going to strip you of everything but, and embarrass but,
1: you. I'm going to embarrass you. That's right. what heel's attempt is, and then what ultimately happens is the baby face does the reverse, strips the heel, and then publicly embarrasses the heel, and that's the heat. The heat is the want, the need, the desire to right. see justice serve that the baby face ultimately triumphs by turning the tables and embarrassing the heel. Yeah. yeah,
2: but that, but even that turned into women wrestling in their bra and panties.
1: Which was not... it, it gets broken down into the basest form. Yeah, yeah. It, of you know, and the reason that, and just so people understand, because it wasn't like it was a misogynistic idea or anything. It is people can relate. Anyone. No matter if you're male, female, whatever you are, you can understand and relate to being publicly humiliated and therefore wanting to do or get revenge and do it back to the person, the bully that did it to you. And that's what the heat, the real heat revolved around that public humiliation uh, and then turning the tables and then therefore being able to publicly humiliate the bully. Yeah, that's what it really is about.
2: Bro, the guy going out there, uh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Was was, was that was that Shawn davari by any chance? I know it was
0: not. No, Sean. okay. I just curious.
2: All right, Jeff, do we have news? Do we have a at least one hot? News? Bro, we got
0: a, a lot to dive into with the CM Punk ESPN interview, but but yet
2: I yet, yet was more interested in two guys banging their asses
1: together. Yeah, I just send that video in. I wonder we do. <laughs> you know, with a trip to Hershey, Pennsylvania. I didn't do that. What do we got, Jeff? Yeah, before we get into how one got upside down with his pants down, the other one got on top of it, and they didn't realize they were slamming buttholes.
2: I would love to see how they got to that spot. But anyway, you know. go ahead, Jeff.
0: Yeah, before we get to the ESPN interview, any uh, <laughs> takeaways from the <laughs> AEW Collision viewership? Uh, 816,000 for the debut episode. Really?
1: Boy, that's um...
2: – I don't know if – And let, let's face it. Let, let, let's call it right now. Let's call yeah. it right now. They're never going to exceed that number. A- yeah. Ever. No. Never. That that That's the bar. J- just like the first Dynamite was $1.4 million, yeah. they will never exceed that number.
1: God, that's terrible. I, really. I mean, for a national television show, that's not good. I, I think about it, you know, uh, The Rock, you know, The Young Rock. Yeah. You know, NBC uh, canceled that show. Granted, I'm sure The Young Rock was significantly much more expensive to produce. I have no doubt. Yeah. But it started like it ran, it had a three year, three season run, and it started at $3 million, $3 million. It dropped to give or take $2 million. And then this last season, it dropped to a little over a million, and they canceled it because it was just over a little over a million viewers. And not,
2: and not only are they canceling it, bro, you're canceling a show with arguably the biggest movie star in the world.
1: <laughs> I mean, let, let
2: let's face it, bro. Like you know,
1: questionably, yeah, you're canceling it with a guy gets paid is probably the highest paid actor. Now, again, uh, so that we understand when we make that statement for people in the entertainment business, when you say the highest paid actor, it's because he gets paid the most because they feel he draws the biggest audience. Right. Yep. The rock does not get paid to act. The rock Gets paid to be in a movie that you will drive to a movie theater and pay to see him do it. Yeah. That's what he gets paid for. Yep. Tom Cruise doesn't get paid to
2: act. Bro, Harrison is, Harrison Ford's going back to do
1: Indiana Jones. And why? Right. Because of course. So he's going to draw money. I'll buy a ticket because I love watching Harrison Ford, even, you know, in the ended Indiana Jones franchise, I you know it's just it is what it is. You know, Vin Diesel does not get paid to act because if right. he did, God knows. Right. you know what I mean. Yeah, he, he pay he gets paid to get over and to make you want to go see a Vin Diesel film. That's yep. it. Yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger yep. did not get paid to act. Arnold no. Schwarzenegger got paid because he was an attraction. That's ultimately contrary to the popular opinion. In entertainment, which can sit, it also envelops wrestling, you're not paid to perform. You're paid to draw mm-hmm. an audience. That's what you're paid to do. Yeah. Oh, Hulk Hogan, he was a terrible wrestler. You dildo. <laughs> he he wasn't paid to wrestle. He was paid to be Hulk Hogan, and and for those people who say that. You really show your ignorance. He was trained by Hiro Matsuda. Hiro Matsuda was a noted hooker. Hooker is an actual catch wrestler. And he was trained during a time in this business where there were actually, I know, call it crazy, standards. We actually had standards at one point in time. Do you know how hard it was to get in the wrestling business, to just be a wrestler? He came to Hiro Matsuda, and Hiro Matsuda broke his ankle to basically send him on his way and he came back. And when he came back, he showed that he really wanted it and Hiro Matsuda trained him. Why did Hiro Matsuda do that? Well, because anyone that Hiro Matsuda trained carried Hiro Matsuda's name on them. And if they were terrible, that meant Hiro Matsuda was terrible, which meant that Hiro Matsuda could not make a living in the business he wanted to make a living in because you screwed it up. Not like it is today where, uh, well, Joey, Johnny Sausagehead trained me in his, you know, garage. And uh, yeah, and I've attended this many seminars and I've been an extra on WWE. So you should book me and I should at least get a hundred bucks. What for? No one knows you. They're not going to pay to see you. Well, uh, you're running the show and you're wanting me to wrestle and perform for you, which means I'm worth a hundred dollars. No, you're not. You're not worth shit. You know why? Because no one's going to pay to see you. I could put you in a circus tent, and the Lobster Boy would outdraw you. Gorilla Gabora, the Gorilla Girl would outdraw you. You know why? Because they're at least an attraction. You, you're just an average guy I can see at Walmart for free.
2: You can't refer to a girl as a gorilla.
1: All right, Jeff. What's this? Be an actual sideshow attraction that
2: was oh, okay all right. what's the espn thing now what What are we going to hit off al here what was what's what did he have to say CMB?
0: so they they really got into the whole drama and the scrum oh, so do I'm, we know who
2: interviewed him jeff
0: I, I don't have it okay all right go ahead but jeff. uh so i'm going to read a lot from this article stop me at any point if you want to jump in so i'm just going to read it from espn have you, read, made,
2: this? Have you read this out
0: no I haven't. okay I, right. I haven't either i mean i've heard about
2: it but i have not read it go ahead
0: On May 25th, 2022, CM Punk and Hangman Page were booked for a promo segment in the ring on Dynamite. Page was the champion then, and Punk would be his challenger at the next pay-per-view four days later. Punk said he and Page discussed backstage before the segment what they would say, much as he's done for similar segments in the past. But when they got into the ring, according to Punk, Page had strayed from what they agreed on. Page said, you talk a big game about workers' rights. Well, you've shown the exact opposite since you got here. Not for the first time in my life, I'll be defending AEW from you. It was a bit confusing to most fans, especially the first part, since Punk's character was a babyface, as was Paige's. But to the naked ear, it just sounded like pro wrestling trash talk and part of the story. But Punk said it was not that, and he confronted Paige about it when they returned backstage. According to Punk, Paige told him he said what he did because Punk had Colt Cabana fired from the company, or at least tried to. Punk and Cabana had a very public falling out years before. Blah, blah. We all know that. Punk said he told Paige that that was not true and Cabana still worked for the company. So Paige's comments during the segment infuriated Punk so much that he considered not going through with the match out of concern that Paige might intentionally attempt to hurt him. But Punk did go through with it. It was booked to beat him for the title four days later. Punk said, and I proceed to have what I think is a garbage match because I'm trying to protect myself on stuff instead of actually just working and trying to put on the best performance I can. I'm keeping an eye out. He chopped me in the mouth one time, and I'm just like, okay, did you do that on purpose? You chipped my tooth, and I'm like, all right, should I give him a receipt? It changes the dynamic. It poisoned everything for me, and it made it all really, really ugly, and that was what set all of this off, and here we are over a year later, and ain't shit been done about it. So this was, you know, uh, the day this came out, I think, the day of collision or the day before. So they asked him about the scrum. And he said, the first thing I said to Tony when I sat down with him and spoke to him after it was, man, I'm really sorry I put you in that position. I apologize for the scrum. But when you've watched that scrum, you're looking at a very, very frustrated guy who had told people that's not the first time he heard all that. Meaning Tony, it's not the first time lawyers were told all that. And I was just looking for something to be done and nothing got done. So if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And I just didn't approach it in the right manner. But tension was high. I was very, very pissed. I pretty much knew that I had just injured myself again. I was hurt and I was disappointed. Yeah, it's very easy for me to say I regret that and I handled it the wrong way. One hundred percent. Punk said he has not had any conversations with Kenny Omega or the Bucks since the incident. Although he has tried, he said when he reached out, he got responses from lawyers saying do not contact this person. Punk said he's unclear whether those responses came at the request of legal representatives of Omega and the Bucks or a third party. Punk said he had been told that using this saga on television and spinning it into some matches that would undoubtedly draw money won't happen. He resents that he's being painted as the bad guy in online reports when he feels like he's just been defending himself. Punk said people in the AEW locker room leaking things to the wrestling media have contributed to the internal drama. Now we all got a role in the effing mud, and that never should have happened, and never been, and it's never been course corrected. So I understand people want to say that, oh man, Punk is a dick. Well, yeah, because I'm defending myself, and I will always defend myself. I'm open to having a full-blown effing sit-down powwow discussion with everybody about it, but it hasn't happened yet, and it's not because of my lack of trying.
2: Al, back in the day, okay, you're in the ring with uh, King Kong Bundy. You you, you go over everything in the back, okay? Um, He comes out there and he flips the switch and makes it personal and catches you off guard. You go in the back and you confront him. Wait a minute, brother. We went over. What's the deal? He gives you the reason why he did it and it's it's something you got my friend fired. Right. Okay. Now now you go into the ring and now you got the thought in your head, okay, bro, this guy may try to hurt me. Right. There's a spot in the match where you do get stiff to the point of getting a tooth chipped. So now did he do it on purpose? Did he not do it on purpose? Do I give him a receipt? the match is over, now you go to Vince McMahon and say, okay, bro, this is going to get out of hand. This is where we are. Now, Al, I think the difference, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not one of the boys and never claim to be. I think the difference is, bro, your era would have never gone back to Vince McMahon. I I would think that, okay, bro, the guy chips your tooth. I I would think there would be another conversation in the back that may turn into a fight or, brother, that happens one more time. Gloves are off. Tell Uh, me.
1: Both situations would have, you know, even, you know, I've witnessed – Situations was a part of a couple uh, situations, even in the eighties um, where exactly what you describe takes place. You know, um, it was, there were always situations and incidents where egos or, you know, people went sideways with each other and there were personal misunderstandings among the boys. It, 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 Still, you know, it happens all the time. Still to this day, you know, it even happens in OVW. Uh, and um, you know, I just recently had two guys working, and one guy got so frustrated with the other guy that he literally stood up and he walked out of the walked out of the ring during the match. Didn't finish it; just walked out. You know, and um, but it was not addressed publicly that I think is the big issue here is that it was never handled in front of the audience. Um, You know, I had a conversation with the the talent, the talent came in, apologized to the entire locker room, made amends with everyone, you know, uh, for the mistake that was made that he made by doing that. Um, Because the one precept that wasn't violated was, again, the idea, the term, the definition of a work is a con, it's a sham, it's to make you believe a lie. And the one singular lie that an audience is desperately wanting to believe in is that you're really out there as competitors, that you're really out there. You know, and the, the purpose of promos is to create that sense of, of angst and confrontation in a competitive situation, you know, um, and the place you don't address this is in front of the audience. It's, it's, you know, it's common sense. I mean, it's no different than your parents didn't want to fight in front of you when you were a child. You know, they they went in the bedroom and they yelled and screamed at each other because even this interview. And having this conversation in this interview should not should not occur. It should not happen. It does, none of this draws money. None of this benefits the business. Well, you you saw you it's, saw it eight hundred sixty one thousand, right? It's salacious, right? That's why Sports Illustrated or ESPN is interested in it, right? You know right. I mean? But let's face it: to the average audience, right? And again contrary to popular opinion, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you have told yourself because that's what it really comes down to. The fact of the matter is that 99% of the population of the United States have known for decades, okay, I can't emphasize that enough. They have known for decades, no different than going to watch a magician. They know when they're buying a ticket to watch wrestling or they're tuning into wrestling, they're watching a performance. They're watching no different than a movie or a television, any other television show. And they're wanting to believe in a concept, an idea, the concept, the idea of you guys are prize fighters and this conflict that you're seeking resolution from which is whether or not one of you can beat, defeat the other, and prove you're the better person, uh, is all make-believe. But they, I want to believe it. I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want to know that you two have stood in the back and have agreed to all of this. I don't want to know that. Because the more I know that, the more you pull the curtain away, because I know how much all of you love to do it, Now, the more you think that we as an audience really want to find out, no, we don't. And we'd like it if you'd stop doing it. We really would. You know why? Because we don't want to find out that you're really self-involved, egotistical, narcissistic cunts who are high-maintenance children. That's all you really are. But 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 the the, the stuff that that he is talking about in this is it's it's you know oh you know you know he came out and he he you know verbally attacked me okay why didn't you just confront him backstage
2: well I I, want to get back I want to get back to the code of conduct of a professional wrestler wait hold on for a second when you've got bro when it's Vern Gagne's territory that's
1: it, it what the code of conduct was based on. You're, you're never going to the promoter, am, am I correct? No, you, there were situations where a, a, a talent would go to the promoter and go, look, this guy's, you know, I don't think I can draw money with this guy because I can't work with him because he's, I'm I'm, I'm worried he's out for himself and he's going to hurt me. And, and guys would do that. They would go to a promoter. The promoter would have a sit-down with the two talents, you know, like, say, Nick Bockwiggle was, you know, going sideways on Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Or Hulk Hogan was going sideways on Nick Bockwiggle. Or Stan Hansen didn't like, you know, guys would do that. And there'd right. be a conversation. But it would be a conversation backstage. It never, n- regardless of even if the internet existed back then, it never would have mm-hmm. went anywhere outside of that dressing room. It would never have went outside of that backstage. There would never, like if you sat down let's say and had a conversation with one of the wrestlers, Wrestler A uh, with ESPN, ESPN would never, you'd never disclose that. You know uh, uh, Booker T and, and Batista had a huge fight, a huge blow up backstage, right? And it was only peripherally discussed, even in the dirt sheets, because it happened backstage. You know what I mean? And and what happens backstage should, quite honestly, stay backstage. But now these guys feel like they can have these conversations and thus pull back the veil so far that there's no way, there's no way that you can utilize this to draw money. Yeah, what? What?
2: Hold on, Al. Though I I hear everything you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying, but what it really comes down to is this: Hmm. He went to Tony Khan. Right. Tony Khan was not equipped to be able to
1: handle this and we've discussed you know tony's inability to truly be a leader i i I get that so
2: at that point now okay yeah that's where i hold on hold on hold on listen to me Al. i am i'm hearing you i'm having a conversation with you that's where punk makes it that's where punk says that's where i became very frustrated i went to the promoter I told the promoter what was going down. So Punk is probably waiting for the sit-down that Al is talking about. The sit-down never comes. So, Al, as a talent, okay, bro, the promoter ain't equipped. He's a sissy Mary. He ain't equipped. As CM Punk now, forget about the scrum never happens. Right. As CM Punk, what do you
1: now do? Tony comes to me, and he says, okay, I want you to work with uh, Hangman Page. And I go, nope, not doing it. What do you mean you're not doing it? No, I'm not working with him. Why? Well, because I came to you. I told you my concerns. I told you about the situation. We didn't sit down. We didn't resolve anything, and I'm not getting in the ring with this guy. There you go. Because okay. I, because I, here's the thing no one gets, okay? All right? Here's the thing. Vince, you go and you tell me I want to. You, I want you to wrestle Jeff and I want you to put Jeff over.
2: No way, bro! Absolutely I'm not. Not, not with not with that hat. It's not doing right. No, not no way, for, no way. For.
0: What about with this
1: hat? No, <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. no, no way. I don't even understand what the hell that is. Um, but uh, or you come to me and you go, hey, I want you to put over Jeff. Here's what I'm trying to do, and I think if we put him over, we can draw money, and you know. And I go, yeah, sure. You know, I'll, I'll work with Jeff. I'll put him over. You know. Okay, mm-hmm. all based off my decision. Yes, right? we have that conversation. right yes. so Jeff and I start to work. Jeff starts getting a little full of himself. What a surprise! Gets a big head. Can't fit the hat on his hat anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just swells. Yes, he starts believing his own press. Yes, I pull Jeff aside. I go, look. Let me have, let's get something straight here, okay, brother? I'm putting you over. I'm working with you. All right. I need you to work with me. Jeff goes, hey, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I go back to you. I go, hey. This guy ain't fucking doing business anymore. And you go, oh, he'll be all right. He'll be okay. And I go, no, you don't understand. Like, this guy's getting out of hand. All right? Now, Jeff and I work again. Now, Jeff's getting a little carried away. I start to worry about my own personal safety. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I go back to you. I go, look, Jeff, don't knock this shit off. You know, and guess who I'm going to? You. I'm not going anywhere else. Right? Right. Yeah, yep, Anyone, yep. I'm not calling up, you know, my buddy on the, you know, that's a reporter or anybody else. You, you still don't do anything, right? Right. Go, hey, uh, we got this big match. We need you and Jeff to, you know, do the blow off. And I go, nope, not doing it. Why? I came to you. I talked to you. I tried to do business with you. Right now, Jeff gets upset. He takes it personal. Jeff doesn't want to he's mad because he thinks that now because of his ego, I don't want to do business with him because I, he's getting more over than I am. And I'm threatened. And that's why I don't want to do it. Right? right. Right. Yep. Jeff starts talking shit and starts going around the locker room and stirring the pot. Here's what I do. And this is what I instruct everyone to do. Okay. Well, I get to the building. I see Jeff. I go, Jeff, can I, can I speak with you for a minute? Well, yeah, sure. Right. it. no, 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 no. Let's go in this room. <laughs> okay. We're gonna shut the door. I'm gonna lock the door. All right. That door ain't coming unlocked until you and I come to some kind of resolution. Now, I, I'm not kidding. I'm not gonna do it in in out in the locker room. I'm not gonna do it for the wrestlers entertainment. You and I are gonna have a conversation. All right. Jeff and I are gonna have a conversation. And we're going to resolve this situation one way or another before that door comes back open. And only Jeff and I going to resolve it there's nobody else that's going to be involved no one's going to get to oh that was exciting oh that was i'm not going to call up someone and talk about it all right i'm going to resolve the situation yeah we're going to come to something either either we're we're not going to agree and that doesn't mean that we're going to get physical you know what i mean yeah I'm going to present the situation and I'm going to explain things to him. And he's either going to agree or we're going to argue. We're going to, and we're going to, but we're going to come to a point where if, even if we don't get physical in this room, we're going to come to a point where it's clearly, uh, I'm just not going to work with you anymore. And then I'm going to go to you, Vince, and I'm going to go, Hey, I tried uh, to do business. Uh, This guy doesn't want to do business. I ain't doing it no more. I'm not working with him. I'm not getting the ring with him, period. Who knows about this? Nobody. The Jeff, of you. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Jeff now made it aware in the locker room and trying to get yeah. support and all of that. But who doesn't know about this situation? Everybody else. Audience. Yeah. Doesn't know about this situation. Yeah. Does the audience need to know about this situation? No, no they don't. Yeah. Why? because the audience really desperately does not really want to know. I know you all think, and you all feel, and you all believe that the general audience really, because let's face it, I mean, it's salacious, and it's interesting, and by biological nature, we're negative people anyways as a race of creatures, right? And we love the dirt. But does it sell tickets? No, it doesn't. It's not going to allow for this conflict to be resolved in a believable competition where justice is done? Getting back to the stipulations. What stipulations are you going to make for this match that you supposedly are thinking about having between Kenny Omega, uh, the Bucks, and CM Punk? That you know that's going to create some satisfying resolution. What stipulation are you going to place a steel's dog in the ring so that you know and or place Kenny Omega's dog in the ring so that now CM Punk can kick his dog? I mean, where is the gift back? Yeah, there won't be, and there isn't. So, why was it ever brought up? Yeah, in public. I, I think childish honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Childish thing. Yeah, but I
2: think because punk. Real. I think punk. Based on that, I think punk realizes that. Al. I. I, I think he. Oh, sure, because he, he said knows. Yeah. happened.
1: You yeah. you know, too bad. Too bad. It, it was done. Right. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. adversely. I said from day one. This kind of behavior directly adversely affects the entire wrestling business. Yeah, it does. And I yeah. here the yeah. end interviewing. Uh, for a niche audience. You know, Uh, ESPN is supposed to appeal to the vast majority. And now it's the belief has become so much that wrestling fans are, are so on the internet and so involved in backstage politics that now ESPN is literally conducting an interview. I mean, the guy, the guy that interviewed Vince McMahon, when they sold the, wwe a mainstream inner a reporter goes uh the real question is Vince, how much are you going to be involved in career going forward I, who cares yeah who would care about that other than the niche wrestling fan audience and yet you have a mainstream great media point, point. journalists asking this question i guarantee you carl the plumber Who sits down with a beer and is flipping through the channels and goes, Oh, that's wrestling. I used to like that. Doesn't care if Vince is involved in creative. He doesn't care that Punk got his feelings hurt by something that Hangman said. He doesn't care that, you know, he finds it interesting, but God damn. Those three those three kids beat the shit out of him in a in a locker room. Well, I'd like I'll wanna see him beat the hell out of them. That's all he cares about. You know
2: what's so true about what Al is saying? Here's what's so true about It's all fucking true. I, I'll tell you what's so true about what Al's because I never realized this until Al is laying this out now. Okay, even though I did go to Vince McMahon on many occasions, say I could never work with Al and Vince never did anything. But aside from that
1: Well, because Vince didn't
2: care about it, so yeah. Uh, aside from that, here's why Al is so on the money. work with me. We are all we are all fans of professional sports teams. Yes, bro. So let's face it, bro. I would guarantee you, I, I'm I'm. Oh, I don't even know what the number would be. Al, what would you say the number is for every sports franchise? Hockey, basketball, baseball, football. There are two guys on the team that don't like each other. What would you say the percentage would be? 80%? No, much higher. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Every, bro, there's got to be every locker room in professional sports. 100%. There's got to be two guys that don't like each other. 100%. Okay, two things here. What, what exactly. do you what, what do you never hear about? Exactly. Well, two things, Al. And two black, th- and will you will you let, will you let me put you over, please? Hold on, hold you you, on. you don't you don't even let me put you over before you cut me off. Just you I don't know. Two things, two things. Two things. Two things. <laughs> Number one, what Al just said.
1: You two, are, we're going to go in a locker
2: room. You never hear about it, Jeff. You never, on a very seldom occasion. Right. And number two, guess what? Exactly what Al just said, and I didn't realize it till now. As a fan of the Giants, I don't give a shit. Win the game. That's all I care about. Whether you guys love each other or beating each other up, I don't give a shit. Win the game. You're exactly right, bro. Yeah, it's it.
1: a, the only time you're made aware of it is if they think they can parlay it into drawing money. That's it. Yeah. Why? Why? Again, I, you know, uh, the the ultimate problem comes down to one: creating an environment. I believe, you know, in general, that this is acceptable behavior. That this scrum even happens. Okay, we've talked about that in the past. I mean, just the idea of it being, oh, we're just going to welcome everybody backstage, and you know, we're going to have this conversation, which we know is motivated by one thing. We know it's motivated by allow. it, It is motivated by one thing, and that is Tony Khan going, "Hey, look at me! I did this. Hey, I'm part of the show. Hey, I, you know, I'm such a big fan, but now you get to put me in the spotlight." That's all it's for. It's not to. It's not to give insight. It's not to you know draw more money. It's not to build more belief in the angles. It's vanity. To say, hey. Yeah. Vanity. Yeah. Pat me on the back. Hey, uh, I'm Booker of the Year. Hey, you know, I may. I did that. I did that because he so desperately wants to be in the wrestling business, and live his fantasy. Jeff, can I, we
2: can we go, uh, listen, Jeff, please, it, it, listen, I never ask this. I can. never ask this. Can we use a clip from Castrating the Marks to promote the next show? It's a very short, we, we need to insert it here, Jeff. Can you play the double box of the scrum? Al's got. It. He's got to see this now. Based on what he's said, he's got to see this now.
0: Yeah, let me. Uh... So
2: Al, somebody, somebody did an Instagram of Tony Khan sitting next to MJF. Oh, and I do Did
1: you see it? I uh, no, I haven't seen the double box, but remember I I pointed out. No, you got to watch. You got to watch the double box out. You got you got to watch the double box. I want everyone to understand why I I really. I vehemently hate this. Okay. It's not like, you know, it's, it's not what you do in life. Never is what you do. What happens to you? What is done to you? What you do? Not important. Why? That's what matters. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What's the motivation behind it? You know what I mean? Yes. Times, you know, you know, people do things, they don't have a why, it's just done. And sometimes we extrapolate the why. And that's what angers us, is that we assume the why of what was done. Okay? Yeah. This, though, this is petty. And this, the, the scrums are done, the why the scrums are done, not the what, not the scrum itself that I have a problem with. What I have a problem with is why it's being done. It's being done out of vanity. It's being yeah. done out of, hey, look at me. You know, I, I, I'm now in the wrestling business. Yeah. You, I bought my weapon. Yeah. Hey, 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 okay? The why of, you know, why Punk did what he did, okay? Wasn't to resolve the issue. No, it was now to do what a lot of people do, which is now I'm going to put you on you know on blast publicly. You know, I'm not going to directly address this with you I'm going because I tried to address it through Tony and Tony wouldn't do it. So now I'm going to do it and address it yeah. in front of the audience. You know, yeah. and hey, screw the fact that this adversely affects not just those guys, but everyone else and disrupts the illusion of what we're trying to sell.
2: Yeah, well, Al obviously hasn't learned his lesson. So the way this is set up. Uh They're they're sitting next to each other. Wait, no, I watched it. I, no, bro, I, w- I, watch this. Watch the. Go ahead, Jeff. Play the play the clip.
1: Express your disdain for New Japan Wrestling. Fight. Oh God! Who yeah. would you like to defeat at Forbidden Door? Do I have to wrestle at Forbidden Door? Look,
2: look at Tony. Look it's at bad. Tony's response.
1: Oh God! It's a f- indie fed dude i don't know man I, look
2: Jesus at this bro no.
1: with all due respect with all due respect their greatest legend probably couldn't lace my boots i think i would make anybody on that roster look silly and i don't want to waste my time i'm a very busy man there's your answer i think new japan pro wrestling sucks except that great okan guy He'd f- he pops me i like
2: him. i, I, I but mean pal, can it. you can you imagine it like reminds me th- of just like a local indie fed <laughs> like he's he's gonna sit there and bite his lip and make faces and oh my and bro. Meanwhile, what here, here's what you said, Alan, you're dead on. It, it's it's a vanity, it's mm-hmm. a vanity act for Tony Khan. But, but he meanwhile
1: puts these, he, he pushed himself in these
2: That's situations. what I'm saying. He's sitting there looking like a horse's
1: ass. And that clearly his talent don't respect him. We had that conversation. You would never I guarantee MGF. Would, it'll come. He's going to go to. He's going to get. I, this kid's such a talent. But the problem is he reality ain't touched him yet. And when he goes to WWE, that what he just did, which he was doing for him. He was doing it to to pop himself and to get himself. He went into business for himself. Is what he did. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And he did it wrong because you never get over by burying someone else. All right. Uh, You know, and he has to learn. He's young and he's, you know, but I promise you the one thing he would have never have done, he'd have never done it in front of Vince or Triple H because he would have had the respect, knowing going in, not to do it. The problem, unfortunately, for Tony Khan now is because from day one, he has been a fan and he has tried to be these wrestlers friend. He has put himself in that position to where they now think they're running the company to some degree and not him and kind of they are. And, and, you know, he's given them a platform that allows them to create these really unprofessional uh, disparaging, embarrassing public moments not only for Tony Khan, for themselves, for the company, and that it, where it adversely affects uh, AEW business.
2: Is you it know? too late? Is it too late out for him to fix it at this point? Has that? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. okay.
1: Not at all. He could at any point in time, but it has to be like he has to put his foot down and he has to, you know what I mean? Like he has to there was always that bit of distance with Vince, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and, and you understood that, you know, even when Vince, you know, you could watch it. There was a guy that was getting over, he'd buddy up with the guy, you know what I mean? The guy would go from the locker room to now spending more time with Vince. And, and then when the run started to wind down, Vince would start to distance himself for that guy and go to the next guy. That's the business. You know what I mean? But you always knew there was a door, to some degree, even I guarantee you, even if you ask Mark Calloway, Undertaker, there's still a bit of a door between me and Vince. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yep. There was still a bit of a door between me and Vince. Yep. You know, he talks to John Cena, you know, there's a, a respect there, but there's a bit of a door between yep. them, you yep. know, yep. and that was because Vince, at the end of the day, he could love you, dearly love you, but he loves the business. Yep. Yeah. And you are a a, a means to an end. Yeah. You are. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? And Vince has a direction. Vince has a vision. You know, not that Vince isn't open to you having a conversation with him. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, Vince is about building business. And he's clearly clearly in control. Correct. Clearly in control. Right. Tony is about appeasing or appealing. The talent and the inmates, you can never, and I cannot emphasize enough. I don't care who they are. It can't Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, Undertaker. You name the biggest names, Rock, Triple H. You can get input. You can get ideas. But at the end of the day, every single person needs to know that the buck stops with the top guy. And the inmates can never, ever. That was that was the demise of WCW. Mm -hmm. The inmates started running the asylum there and they started getting control. You cannot, I cannot emphasize this enough. You can never, the word never, I cannot emphasize never enough. You can never give a talent creative control. Can't It, it it, it, it historically has always empirically has always proven itself out that it is ultimately the destruction of the wrestling business. And by doing these scrums, you're literally taking the reign. If you don't give direction and dictate the vision and the idea behind these things, you're going, here you go. Take the ball and run with it. And, and, and you're, you're damaging, you're ruining uh, uh, the, 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 your company. And again, why do I care? Here's why I care. Because I need AEW to not just survive, but thrive. Because without it, you know, we're tits up, guys. We are. And that's why we're commenting on it. And that's why we're talking about it. And that's otherwise you know what, Tony Khan, it's your company, it's your circus, it's your
2: work. Right. Do right. what you
1: want. There are,
2: ramifications. there are ramifications throughout the entire industry.
1: Fortunately, because yeah. Yeah. it doesn't just roll downhill in this business. Yeah. Basically, when there's a turd, it's like throwing it into a fan and it splatters on everyone.
2: Like that sheet of glass we saw earlier in the show. Or the tubes, the light tubes.
1: <laughs> had to yeah. It goes everywhere. Yeah, you know? yep. And we already we already are having a hard enough time making a living out of this business. Let's face it. Unless you are happen to get one of these cushy contracts with AEW that are ridiculous, or you happen to be signed with WWE, you're struggling. You know what I mean? It's a fight to make a living in this business. It really is much harder than it should be. And the reason that a lot of it, it comes down to is, Hey, I'm trying to give you an opportunity, no matter how shitty your week was. And this is what it comes down to, all right? No matter what the form of entertainment. We all live a, I'm not going to use a fancy word, but a, a very mundane, you know, work a day life, all right? Here's my chance to escape. And for me and my two kids and my wife, 40 bucks is a lot of money, $10 a ticket. 40 bucks for me for the week is not cheap for the average person. That's significant. So when I come, I want to forget. Yeah. I want to believe, even if it's just for the time I'm in the fucking building, I want to believe that what you, if you win or you lose really does matter. Okay. I want to believe that you really have an issue about this guy kicking your dog in the locker room. Okay. Okay. I really want to to believe that and just enjoy myself.
2: Entertainment is an escape. Entertainment, you
1: go like to the movies to
2: escape. That's, That's it. I'm
1: going to spend That's forty it. bucks, and now I'm going to buy my wife and my two screaming kids. You know, concessions. Now I've, I'm up to sixty. Right? right. That's yeah. a lot of money for me. Yep. All right. I'm down. You know, and then one little turd wants a T-shirt, so now I'm going to buy that. That's another twenty bucks. I'm at eighty dollars. You know the average guy, right? I don't. I don't care about you and in you know Hangman hurt your feelings when you cut a promo. I don't care. I just want to believe that you and Hangman don't really like each other because there's a title at stake, and I really want to believe that you both really want to win it. Not about because he hurt your feelings and he said something he wasn't supposed to say, or he did something he went. I want to believe. That you really just want to kick the shit God. out.
2: Of- you know, Al. When you were talking about this before, I remember. You know, he, you know. Let's 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 be the old men yell at the yelling at the cl- cloud. I can remember as clear as day, bro. Do you remember, Al? Do you remember back in the day, Al? Back in our day, do you remember the audience response? And you were talking about this earlier, bro. When The heel champion is in trouble, and he starts making that walk back (laughs) to the locker. Remember the crowd. Remember how the crowd would get with
1: every freaking step. See, that's the shit I miss, bro. They they weren't stupid. That's the shit I miss. Those people knew as well, of course. That it was all bullshit. Of course, of course. Why they got like that? Because they wanted to. You know? Yes. This jackassery of believing. Yeah. And because we do these scrooms and now we have, we literally do an interview with ESPN. We tell everyone everything. Why? I, I, when I read that or I hear that, I'm sitting there and I'm going, thanks. You know, you just yeah. literally ruined it for me. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You know what my likelihood is that I'm going to tune in and watch you again? Slim and none. And Slim went out the back door. Yeah. I used to like you because I kind of believed in you. Now I don't believe in you anymore in any way. And I, I really, I just don't want to watch it anymore because yeah. it's not fun anymore. And you know, and you know how many people over the last—I don't know how many years—at uh, different appearances at conventions. And I know we're running long, but it, I mean, this is a significant conversation, and we've we've talked about it ad nauseum. But I really want people to understand the motivation behind it. Yeah, you yeah. know, behind this conversation, it's not we're bagging on Tony Khan. We're not bagging on AEW. We're not bagging on WWE. You know I'm not bagging on wrestling I'm not bagging on a wrestler okay I desperately have, this is all I've ever done for 41 years period okay and 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 all I want to do is I want to enable others to be able to pursue what they love to do for as long as they want to do it and be able to be able to be able to actually be in the wrestling business because let's face it uh, if you're working another job and you're now pursuing wrestling, it's a hobby. It, you're aspiring to be a professional wrestler. That's the truth. Because the first part of professional is that it's a profession, okay? And if you, it's not your profession, you're not an actual professional wrestler. You're an aspiring professional wrestler. Right. Yeah. I thought, you know, I went to Lowe's and I put a new faucet in my bathroom sink. Well, I'm not a plumber. Just because I did that. Right. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Same applies to wrestling. So enable it, it allow me to help you do it. But stop making it exponentially more difficult to achieve that by exposing everything backstage. Yeah. And yeah. having these conversations and doing these interviews and having these scrums that where someone just because. And, and ultimately, i got to be honest, the reason that the, all of this is happening is that we have made it far too accessible for people to be, get into the wrestling business these days. Yep. We have. It, it, it's not an achievement anymore. There's, it's, the bar is so low that anyone can walk in at any point in time. Do you know at one point in time in the state of Kentucky – I think we had a little over four thousand licensed professional wrestlers. Wow! Really, really, we have that many professional wrestlers. Do you know the number of people that come up to me on a radio oh, radio? I used to wrestle. Well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know, yeah. anybody can do it now. Yeah, anybody. it's not like the NFL. You yeah, know, what I, mean? I always say that,
2: and that's so insulting. It's not like it's the, not like the <laughs> NHL. It's
1: not like the NBA. It's uh, not. like uh,
2: yeah, no. You know what I mean,
1: it's not like major league baseball. I mean off the street, buy themselves a pair of boots, buy themselves, they don't yeah. even have to buy boots. They can just wear tennis shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah. they want. They don't even have to be a heavyweight. A heavyweight used to be 225 pounds and up. Junior heavyweight was uh, 190 to 225. You don't even you can be a buck 70. And yeah. how do I know that you can be a buck 70? Because we announce, we literally tell people their real weight now. Hey, I literally was like 210, and they would announce me at 230. And at all the years I've been wrestling, I've never had a fan get in the ring, pick me up by the waist, and go, No, you're not 230, you're 210. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen, so Al. Tell me you're 205. Yeah.
2: Now like, listen. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Wasn't it? You're wrapping me up, I know. I got to wrap you up because we need to meet. I mean, really. Great stuff. I, nobody talks about this shit. Nobody, nobody nobody, nobody's talking about it, bro. Nobody talks about the important stuff and the numbers continue to decline.
1: And it, yeah, and the
2: business continues to just.
1: Yes, exactly. And then these these moronic independent wrestlers continue to try to claim they're pursuing my dream Well, it's going to continue to be just that, a dream. And you know why? Because you are making it that much more difficult to make yourself an attraction, a draw, that allows an audience, again, I'm not paying my $10 to look at your moves. I'm paying my $10 to just escape and believe in you and why you're doing it. And you can't let me do that. Because on social media, you're going to tell me everything, and then you're going to tell the promoter, I deserve because I'm wrestling for you. I deserve to get at least yeah. this amount of money. Yeah, but you're not going to sell that many tickets. Well, mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. So therefore, I deserve it. Yeah. Stay home. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you.
2: All right. Listen out, We got to. Uh, what we got to talk about? Uh, the school. OVW.
1: Yeah. All OVW. that. OVW every Thursday night. It is on uh, Fight TV from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It won't be live this week. We had to do it on Tuesday uh, um, because my tech guy is going on vacation in Florida with his kids.
2: It's not because Home Depot was out of uh, fluorescent bulbs? uh, No, no, no. 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 Okay. All right. Go ahead. Just thought I'd ask. Go ahead.
1: Well, you know, there was a promotion that ran and, you know, the wrestling promotion ran and they had to have the light tubes. So I got there too late because they (laughs) rolled. All right. Go ahead. Uh, but I did get a weed whacker, so. <laughs> and that's right. what we're teaching next week at the accredited school, is yes. weed whacker work. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's all about work rate, you know what I mean? Uh, but if you want to watch, just, and believe, because we're just going to try and sell you that it's it's an actual competition with some goofy characters and crazy ideas and stories. Well,
2: you know, I was talking to our good friend mm-hmm. uh, just yesterday. Uh, Ron Harris, my good yeah. friend Ron. Well, I love Ron Harris, and I said to Ron, "You do know OVW is in a hundred million homes." Yeah. Shocked, shocked, Ron oh, yeah. Harris. I said, "No, bro, he's that da- I- they're
1: in a hundred million homes." Yes, literally. I kick a baby right out of the ring. Right. Nobody talking about it. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I can, yeah. I can walk out on live TV walk over to the audience, and a woman would be there breastfeeding, I would just turn the baby away from the nipple. Boom! Right Smack the, bay, yeah. the baby, yeah, crack the baby in the skull. Yeah. Nobody ahead. will say a word about it. Yeah.
2: 100 million homes, go ahead. ahead.
1: Million homes. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, uh, OVW, you want more information about OVW, you can go to ovwrestling.com. You can find out that we're on Fight TV every week, live, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're on WBNA live, uh, that's locally. And then regionally, we're in Harlan, Lexington, Bowling Green, those don't, you know, but we're uh, thanks to our partnerships with Next Level Sports, YTA, uh, the uh, Lilly Network, uh, the RCN Network, uh, Game Plus. uh, We're in over 100 million homes throughout the United States, Canada, Puerto Rico, Guam, the Virgin Islands and the Bahamas. So, yeah, but. Who cares about that? Not to mention, we're the only accredited by the state office of proprietary education in the world as an actual trade school for professional wrestling, sports entertainment, and broadcasting. But hey, none of that really matters. But go to ovwrestling.com, I mean, ovwacademy.com. You can find more information about all of our uh, training uh, and the fact that we really pay attention to work rate, and I mean the rate of all the work. Uh, from apron work to rope work to <laughs> firework to, you know, fork
2: work, fork work, work. work. Uh,
1: fork work. Yes. <laughs> we really, you know, the way you can you can have it slowly inserted in your head. and, then turn <laughs> and like Oh, my God, where did that come from? You know, oh, and then stick it in your own head. <laughs> hey, I'm going to outdo you. There you go. You I don't even. Power. I don't what even
2: do think, think. I don't even think the Three Stooges would do that.
1: Would they do We're that? I don't even think Look, so you got a fork. <laughs> I got a fork too. <laughs> All, right. All right, no go heart, ahead, no man. foul. Okay. I stuck one in you. I stuck one in yeah. me. Yeah, no right. me. All right. Al, the comic books, man. The the comic comic books. Book. You know, uh, we have got new issues of the comic book coming out here very soon. Uh, team up with Tommy Dreamer in a prohibition era type story. Very dark, very violent.
2: I was on a show with Tommy yesterday and I was like, brother, you need to take a nap. Oh. <laughs> bro, you know Tommy Dreamer has always been the hardest working man in the business. Oh, We've yeah. always said it. But bro, when he's like our age now and yeah. he's still the hardest working Tommy, yeah. take a nap, bro. Lay down.
1: Take a nap. Yeah. Take a nap. <laughs> yeah. You know, later. Hey, how are you doing, Tom? I'm doing
2: fine. Yeah, take a nap, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, go ahead. So we got new comic books. We're at WWE. Hey, Tommy. It was Russell
1: Hey, Tommy, how are you? Uh, let me tell you the story. I'm the company kick toy. You're going to love this. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. So yeah. So uh, comic books, brokeniconcomics.com team up with Tommy Dreamer, team up with Scotty Two new issues of the Ballad of Alice Zone had all coming out very soon. Yeah, we have I have a comedy special that is coming out on yeah. the premier streaming network, and that is coming out very soon as well, uh in the next 10 days, I believe. Wait,
2: uh, on what streaming network? Premier. Oh, okay, All right. in the next 10 days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to watch that. We might have to do a watch along with that, Jeff. Yeah. So I could critique the jokes. Yeah, oh, man. probably get a copyright. <laughs> I am
1: hilarious. Yeah, I'll that right
2: now, bro. Speaking was- of hilarious, I'm waiting for new
1: dates. Do we got new dates yet, bro? After the comedy special comes out, that's we're gonna we're all we're driving everything to the comedy
2: special. Okay, cool, cool. And we'll talk about that more because next week we'll yeah. be three days away from it.
1: That's it. Yeah, okay. really-
2: unbelievable, <laughs> uh, unbelievable wisdom today, Alan. I'm so lucky to have you on the show, you know, bro.
1: Thanks a lot. So Having a comedy special? Mick Foley. Who is? Me. That's it. <laughs> all right. Listen, say goodbye, Al. All
2: right. Uh, well, goodbye. <laughs> all right. Great. Wow, great stuff from Al. Bro, yeah, great stuff. Al-, Al talks about this stuff nobody wants to talk about, bro. Let's all put our heads in the sand. Jeff, what's going on with you, bro?
0: And not too much. Check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Russo TWC. Got a lot of great stuff on there. Different tiers where you can look and and see uh, if a certain tier is more entertaining for you. You can get stuff in video, audio, disco, EC3, Master Shoot Theater, just incredible. Vic Venom. There's a lot more stuff there. Patreon.com and, slash RussoTWC.
2: And a new Ma. Uh, I'm doing a show in the basement. I'm really looking forward to that's coming up uh, with Dave Meltzer explaining to us ratings, the television industry. Guys, you don't want to miss that. Like Jeff said, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash TWC. That is it, everybody. For me and Jeff, we'll see you next time.